0: Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. December 8th, 2020. Dear Chris Nolan, you cannot stop the movie industry's evolution. Quote, denial is the most predictable of all human responses. That's a quote from the Matrix Reloaded Warner Brothers film, 2003. When we laid out our thoughts on Warner Brothers' decision to release Wonder Woman 1984 simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max, Jason Kylar's Wonder Woman memo and the future of the film industry, we had no idea it would quickly be followed by Warner Media's decision to premiere its entire 2021 film slate day and date in theaters worldwide and on HBO Max in the U.S. The move was billed as a response to the unprecedented industry challenges created by the COVID-19 pandemic. However, with Netflix, Prime Video, Apple TV+, Disney+, and Hulu, all pushing more and more movies direct to streaming with little or no exclusive theatrical window. It is hard to imagine how you ever go back to months between theatrical release and streaming. Hollywood's rigid windowing system has been forever shattered. And before you ask, movie theaters are not going anywhere. We firmly believe there will always be a movie exhibition industry. It will just be smaller and increasingly focused on movies, where the theatrical experience is truly additive to the movie. Look no farther than Wonder Woman 1984, which is selling tickets for Christmas Day in the U.S., even though it will be available at no extra cost on HBO Max. See the one example in the tweet below. Giving consumers choice is undoubtedly the right long-term strategy for anyone in the content business, compared to what Netflix's Ted Sarandos has called the media industry's historic system of managed dissatisfaction. The embedded tweet is from Simone Cromer. It's response to Gail Godot. Gail, I'll be driving 360 miles to watch Wonder Woman 1984 in a theater in Arizona. I'll be driving from the Pasadena, California area. It isn't just about consumer satisfaction, though. It's also about the money that eventually finds its way into the pockets of filmmakers and actors. We firmly believe that over time, subscription video economics are superior to legacy film economics, meaning the sequential release pattern. As we detailed in our September thought piece, new math, Netflix's revenues greater than Disney and Warner Brothers Studios combined. Forget about where Netflix is today, about $17 billion of content spent annually, and think about the fact that by 2026, they could be generating over $70 billion of revenue and spending upwards of $40 billion annually on content. The risk of not pivoting to streaming is that studios wedded to the sequential release model will no longer be able to compete for the best projects outside of the IP they own and control, not to mention losing out on the best industry talent. That said, we recognize that disrupting yourself both structurally and financially is incredibly difficult. Beyond the near to intermediate term financial pain of a pivot to streaming, the hardest part is that individual film economics are permanently altered. Shifting to streaming, will change the distribution curve of economic outcomes, lessening the opportunity for a blockbuster success while at the same time limiting the risk of epic failure. Sounds great if you're financing films. Unsurprisingly, Hollywood talent is ignoring the high rate of movie industry failure and conveniently focusing on the risk of making less when they hit a proverbial grand slam. Look no farther than Christopher Nolan, who lashed out at Warner Brothers following the decision to release movies in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. The first quote from Nolan. Oh, I mean disbelief, especially the way in which they did it. There's such controversy around it because they didn't tell anyone. In 2021, they've got some of the top filmmakers in the world. They've got some of the biggest stars in the world who've worked for years in some cases on these projects very close to their hearts that are meant to be big screen experiences they're meant to be out there for the widest possible audiences and now they're being used as a loss leader for the streaming service for the fledgling streaming service without any consultation so there's a real lot of controversy it's very 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 messy a real bait and switch yeah it's sort of not how you treat filmmakers and stars and people those guys have given a lot for these projects they deserve to be consulted and spoken to about what was going to happen to their work That was from E.T. Online's interview with Nolan on December 7th, 2020. Another quote from Nolan. Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. That was a Nolan interview in The Hollywood Reporter on December 7th, 2020. Our reaction to Nolan's tirade. Number one, Warner Brothers is not bypassing theaters. If anything, they are helping to keep theaters alive by ensuring a major movie is released effectively every three weeks in 2020, something no other studio has committed to. As Nolan witnessed firsthand, Consumers, by and large, are not ready to return to movie theaters in the U.S., even where they are open. Tenant generated only $58 million to date in North American box office. Beyond Warner Brothers, Croods 2 has generated $20 million in box office domestically in its first 12 days, down nearly 80% from the first 12 days of the original Croods. Early release to PIVOD will surely help, but we doubt PIVOD will get the film to where it would have been pre-pandemic. In turn, without an alternative strategy for releasing movies... Hollywood studios are probably better off sitting on films until the world returns to normal or selling them off to third-party streamers. Number two, superior streaming reach. Even before the pandemic, there is no doubt that streaming offers the potential to reach a far wider audience. Avengers Endgame, at 2.8 billion of global box office, likely sold about 300 million tickets worldwide. Now consider where Netflix is today, at or above 200 million subscribers, which likely means they reach nearly 600 million people two times the Avengers scale, based on average household size. By 2023, they'll be closing in on a reach of 1 billion people. And by 2026, well over 1 billion, more than four times Avengers reach. We suspect HBO Max is closing in on over 30 million subscribers and that the gap between consumers who have access to HBO Max versus those that have activated HBO Max will close rapidly due to Warner's decision to release the entire 2021 slate directly to HBO Max, at t said today, 12.6 million, or nearly 50%, had activated. Remember, Warner Brothers is releasing in theaters worldwide and HBO Max, ensuring that it will reach and engage far more people than if they had only released in theaters during a global pandemic. We believe far more people would have consumed Tenant if it had been released on HBO Max and in theaters, meaning Nolan's stubbornness actually reduced the reach and consumption of his content. Number three. Movies are not a loss leader. Honestly, we don't even understand the loss leader comment, as all content for streaming services is designed to increase subscribers, reduce churn, increase engagement, which in turn enables pricing power. No different for a new original movie than a television series. We suspect Nolan simply does not understand subscription economics. Streaming services are driven by unique high-profile content. Fresh movies perform incredibly well in streaming services, Not only are the streaming services producing more and more of their own content, think of Netflix's Extraction or the recent Hillbilly Elegy, they are looking to acquire finished films from others who are sitting on movies. Netflix bought Chicago 7, Prime Video bought Coming to America and Bar at 2, and Apple TV Plus bought Greyhound. WarnerMedia's bold move should make HBO Max a must-have streaming service in 2021, driving subscribers and activations. Nearly half of HBO Max subs are still using the old HBO-only product and improve the overall price-value relationship of HBO Max. Not to mention, HBO Max is still not on Roku, the largest platform-connected TV devices. It's hard to imagine how Warner Media's move does not help get a Roku deal done by Christmas Day when Wonder Woman hits HBO Max. HBO Max will not have the highest volume of direct-to-streaming movies in 2021. That would be Netflix. But it will likely have the highest quality streaming movie lineup in the industry. Number four, what is a big-screen experience? Hollywood loves to talk about movies that deserve to be seen on the big screen. Yet look no further than The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, that has generated far greater cultural impact than the last several Star Wars films released into theaters. Same with Hamilton. We doubt that film would have generated the level of buzz it did if it had gone to theaters versus straight to Disney Plus. We increasingly believe that great content can enter the zeitgeist from any distribution outlet. Great content is ultimately great content that will find its audience. With theaters still around, likely with healthier balance sheets after inevitable restructurings, consumers will have the ability to continue to go to the theater if they believe it is a superior experience. Consumers have had a choice for a long time, but only if they waited months. Many more people have likely seen Nolan's other films on television screens than in theaters anyway. Now they just won't have to wait. Number five, would talent have agreed? Nolan says talent was blindsided, effectively waking up to shock and awe. But think about it from Warner Brothers' perspective. The world is facing a once in 200 year pandemic that is wreaking havoc on the entertainment industry with it abundantly clear that whatever you thought a movie could generate in 2020 pre-pandemic was going to be impossible for all of 2021 regardless of when a vaccine is widely available, not to mention movies are piling up waiting to be released and theater chains are likely to shrink even if they can avoid bankruptcy. We highly doubt getting talent's approval across the board would have worked, simply too many people involved, not to mention talent has not yet accepted that whatever they thought a movie was going to do pre-pandemic is now dramatically lower for all the reasons enumerated above. Talent will get paid and backends will be taken care of, no different than how they are at Netflix, Amazon, and Apple. They are just unlikely to make what they would have made if the pandemic had never hit on a breakout film. That may be hard to digest for some, but it is simply reality. We hope Warner errs on the side of generosity for talent that has been affected by the sudden move and didn't know it was coming. It is important Warner Brothers maintains good relationships with talent for their long-term health. Talent is still the lifeblood of what goes on screens every day. That said, we remember when talent did not want to be on basic cable and then didn't want to be on streaming. Town's view of movie industry distribution will evolve just as it has in the television world. Just wait. Number six, the worst streaming service. Nolan and everyone else in Hollywood should be cheering that they are attempting to pivot into the future to bolster competition with Netflix, Amazon, and Apple. Unless Hollywood studios evolve, they are likely to fade away over time as they are dwarfed by the global scale and financial firepower of the tech platforms. One last thought. Many in Hollywood are attacking Warner Media CEO Jason Kylar for making a reckless decision. All we can think about is how everyone in Hollywood attacked him in 2011 for his views on how the television industry had to evolve, which was dubbed at the time the bad boy memo. Yet everything Kylar predicted has come true. The statement below is from Kylar's 2011 memo about TV, but could equally be applied to the current state of the movie industry. Quote, History has shown that incumbents tend to fight trends that challenge established ways and in the process lose focus on what matters most, customers, end quote.